Everybody always says when there's a problem, somebody needs to do something. Gail is trying to do something to change this industry that no patient goes without care. And on top of that, no nurse should work short staff. It shouldn't be allowed. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I'm a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Today we're bringing you another live broadcast of the Nursing Home Podcast, the podcast that was created to give you the real information of what actually goes on in the nursing home space. And we're here to talk about issues that are maybe not spoken about or not spoken about as transparently. And that is exactly what we're here to do and to bring you the guests that really help bring that unique perspective to you. So today we are going to talk about a very big problem that really does not get enough press, if you will, in the nursing home space, in senior care, and specifically and generally in the healthcare space, and that's the staffing challenge. And in order to do that, I have with me the founder and president of the Gale app, and tell me if that's how we refer to the company, Tony Braswell. Tony, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it being online today and I appreciate everything you're doing. It's very much needed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I would like to, you know, right back at you. What you're doing is definitely very much needed <laughs> as well. And so just, you know, the one sentence, whether you like it or not, but the simplest way to explain your company is an Uber for staffing type of company. But even before we get there, tell us how you came into this world of nursing home staffing and how you took the leap, this new technology company that you're now running? Well, I'll give you the quick rundown. I've been in this industry for 29 years, staffing nursing homes all over the country. And we did it the old fashioned way, calling nurses one at a time. We called smiling and dialing, just calling one more nurse and beg them to go one more shift. And it's a 24 hour process. Literally, I did it 24 hours a day, every day. And I did it for 25 years that way. And one day, and you got to understand, one day, four years ago, was a long time ago in technology. I'm in the office, and the average staffing company in America is about a $1.5 million company. And they have about 100 nurses that they call one at a time every day. And four years ago, my son was a freshman in college, and I'm sitting there, and I'm irritated. I'm tired at the end of the day. It's just me and one other guy in the company. And I get an email from Amazon. He just bought a bottle of ketchup. That's it. Nothing else. And I was like, oh, my God. And if it happened today, it'd be a normal day because Amazon comes here every single day. But four years ago, it kind of irritated me. I was like, oh, my God, how much is that going to cost to have a bottle of ketchup? Not a case, not a six-pack, but one bottle of ketchup delivered to his dorm room. So I called him up. I said, Logan, son, did you just buy a bottle of ketchup? He goes, yeah. I said, why? He goes, well, I need ketchup. I said, son, are you being silly? Nobody orders ketchup and have it delivered. My God. He goes, dad, it's free delivery. I have it tomorrow. Um, I don't have a car, remember, and I stood up looking at the phone, irritated that I said, this is going to be $80 for a bottle of ketchup. My other person who worked for me at the time looked at me and said, well, that was fun. I said, what? He goes, I just spent 45 minutes to get two people to go to work. I looked at the phone. I looked at him. I said, we're doing this wrong. 
I'm involved in this men's group at my church. And the next morning I went to it and somebody asked me what was going on in my life. And I said, you know, I'm calling churches 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's how I do. And my son just bought a bottle of ketchup. And this is crazy that they're going to deliver a bottle of ketchup to his house. And my background is actually computer science engineering. I designed computers for the party of my life when I got out of college. And two of the guys in the group are IT guys. And they said, we can automate this. And I said, we sure can. And we did. And today, as of yesterday, we actually crossed 20,088 nurses using our technology. We are the Uber Healthcare Staffing. 34 states, and we're getting bigger every day. And we come to work every day trying to solve this problem. People are born without care. We're 1 million nurses short in the United States today, and that number is getting bigger every single day because nurses are getting burned out and quitting. Forget COVID. This is before COVID. COVID just exasperated that problem. People are quitting. They're going to work for Walmart instead of being, we can't have this. We've got to have people taking care of our older population or we're going to be old one day and no one's going to be there and take care of us. And then what's going to happen? Yeah. So that's how Gail came about. Came about 2016. I've been doing this now going on five years and we're just coming to work every day trying to solve this problem. Wow. So, I mean, we, we could spend all day, you know, analyzing the problem, trying to figure out the problem or solutions to you know this tremendous nurse shortage which you just described and it's huge and those who have operated facilities or even if just administrator facility were involved in the staffing internally we know how challenging it is when you know we're ready to end the day and the 11 to 7 nurse just called out again and we really want to fire them because maybe their you know their performance ain't that great but at the same time, we're so desperate, we're just going to call them in. And we all get that commandment from he who sits on high, which is usually the CEO or somebody who says, thou shall not use agency no matter what. Right. So how do you deal with that in your business when you're not branding yourself as an agency? Well, a part of our job is to educate the facilities that we're not the bad guys. We're not here to hurt anybody. We're actually here to save them. So instead of saying, oh, my God, no agency, they should actually say, thank God we have agency and thank God there's a nurse coming because if not, there's nobody coming. We're not here to hurt the facilities. That's why the name of our company is Gale Healthcare Solutions. We're not here. I mean, I could have named it Gale Healthcare Staffing, but that's not what we're doing. I don't staff anybody. I book about a thousand people a day and I don't book anybody. Agency is there to help them because they are going to have call offs. You know, the average nurse in America, the 44-year-old single female with two kids, she is going to have problems come up that she will need to take the time off. Life takes care of things. And what, do you just go work short? That patient goes without care. The CEO of my company's grandfather was in a nursing home in Georgia before we started staffing them. And he got his first meal one day at 3 o'clock. That's not acceptable in America. But he did. And it wasn't bad. It was just a bad day. It just happened. And that's not acceptable. It's not that they did it on purpose. They didn't do anything wrong. It was just a, a bad day. Well, we can't have that. You know, I, we were talking, if this was nursery centers and there was, you know, preschool kids, it'd be everybody would be on the news 24 hours a day screaming, this is wrong, this is wrong. But, but for some reason, because elderly patients go without care, it's, no one talks about it. You know, my father was in a facility before he passed away. I've got a high school football coach. My school teacher I had a crush on in this grade. She's in a facility today. You know, and today she has dementia and doesn't know how to brush her own teeth. She has to have care. It's not acceptable to say, well, oh, she's old. It doesn't matter. It does matter. And we can't, you know what it is, is everybody always says when there's a problem, somebody needs to do something. Gail is trying to do something to change this industry that no patient goes without care 
And on top of that, no nurse should work short staffed. It shouldn't be allowed. And everybody, you know, what we say to people is stop choosing to work short. And they go, I hate when you say that. Nobody chooses to work short. Yeah, you do, because you don't have to. Call Gail with 20,000 nurses, you don't have to work short. So what you're pointing out is something that is rarely spoken about or even thought of. And I don't think we've come across this on the show, but we all pay lip service that we care for our senior population, our greatest generation. We have all sorts of fluffy names that we refer to them, that they sound really nice and as if we care about them. Another thing that we do also is that we refer to it as them and not us. I used to remind my staff all the time, and those who've listened to the show know this, this is not them. This is us in a few years. Sometimes the staff of the nursing home come back years later as residents. We're not immortal. We're all going to die. And if we're blessed, we'll live into old age. And it's very likely that we will need assistance for care, maybe a nursing home, maybe another setting. But at the end of the day, this is not of them. But your first point is even stronger. If the facts on the ground were known and if people actually genuinely cared about an 85-year-old with dementia in a middle bed in a nursing home in any town in the United States of America, as much as we cared about the two-year-old child that maybe now doesn't have care, and no one to, and their, their care needs are very similar, unfortunately, right? But they're almost equally dependent. It would be an outcry. And unfortunately, if we call a spade a spade, our culture has taught us, or some of us, that that is not as important. And those who are going ahead and, you know, solving this problem, caring enough about it, not because it's in the media, not because they have to, because they understand it's their duty and their privilege to do so, those are the ones who kind of had their heads on straight and that this should be the greatest generation. These are the people who caused what we live in now to exist. And that's a whole separate conversation. But bottom line is, what you're saying is that why do you choose to work short? I can understand an operator getting pretty mad when you say that, <laughs> like really mad because mm-hmm. we're working all day to try to come up with all sorts of solutions and we're giving out bonuses and Starbucks cards and begging. And I personally driven through the snow when it wasn't legal. To do so pick them up. Yeah. Drop them up. Yep. <laughs> you know, back and forth all day, plowing and whatever we got to do. We don't choose to work short, but what you're saying is, yeah, you are. Because there are solutions. So this is the thing. You're exactly right. Okay. The biggest thing is a couple of years ago, my 16-year-old son who worked for me asked me, said, Dad, why don't the facilities just do what we do? I mean, it's a simple thing. I'm hiring, you know, 200 people a week. I go, well, son, they don't do what we do. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, they're there in business to take care of residents. That's what they do 40 hours a day is take care of those residents. We don't take care of residents. We're spending our time every moment hiring more staff. They don't. They don't have time. I've had nurses that want to go on staff at buildings that they I staff their agency, and two months later, they still have not gotten hired because the hiring process is so outdated. And eventually, the nurse doesn't go on staff because they just couldn't get her hired because the facility is so busy every day, which they should be taking care of that patient, that they just don't focus on hiring new staff which is that's all we do is hire staff so it's like why would they know how to solve the problem no more than i would know how to run you know i was telling somebody yesterday i go to restaurants all the time but i don't know how to run one facility operators they're in the business of taking care of people every day they don't they're not necessarily a recruiting company to understand the recruiting and another thing is today the flexibility of nurses 
because they are single moms. They, they you know, the old working somebody seven to three Mondays or Friday are over with Uber and shipped and the whole gig economy. I might work Monday, Tuesday, Saturdays. That might be my full-time job. And somebody else might work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Somebody might work Monday through Friday. But we're always looking for that person Monday through Friday. Okay, well, you might get one out of 100 that wants that Monday through Friday job. But it's really, I need you to work 40 hours a week. I don't really care what shifts during the week you work. Well, and and in the old days, you really couldn't do that because of the scheduling nightmares, a piece of paper and a pencil. Well, through technology now, we can have that person work. I just need you working five times a week whenever you want to work consistently. So that is the continuity of care. But the facilities go, I need 10 people here, seven or three, every day, the same people. You're not going to get that again. Those days are over. And we're not so, going to go back to that. Okay, so let's try this question uh, a different way. Because uh, you got my brain churning here when, from your son's question. Let, let's. You're right. The, the, what you do and what a facility does fundamentally differently, right? You, your right. job, you're a staffing company. They provide care. They get that. But let's say you, you have some companies that have 50 centers, 100 centers, 500 centers, and they have a significant, significant resources to allocate to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. They are, they already are using resources to solve this mm-hmm. problem unsuccessfully. And, and and guess what they do? They keep coming in every day doing the same thing that's not working. And I think one day it's going to work. Well, no, one day two plus two will never be five. It will never work. If it doesn't work today, it's not going to work in the future. That's true. Uh, Gail, what we did was we took something that worked and now we just exemplified it. The facilities don't. The name of our company, again, is Gail Healthcare Solutions. I actually want one day because wouldn't it be great to wake up one day and every facility is fully staffed? Every nurse is working fully staffed? My God. I'd be out of business. No, but there's so many other things we'd be doing, you know, because that's what we have to do. It's not that we want to do that. We have to for my CEO's grandfather, for my dad, for anybody we notice in the facility, we have to work to solve this problem. I will not go to bed today and say, well, it can't be. So well, actually three times in five years, I've gone home and told my wife, this can't be done. This can't be done because I'm fighting the nurses and I'm fighting facilities that we're going to do things differently. You know, just the fact that facilities have call-offs. Well, we have call-offs. Well, what we did was, because I've got 20,000 nurses, I said, if you call off, you will be suspended. You will not work for five days. You can't do that. I have facilities tell me, you can't do that. I said, I am. And we did. And we do. And if a nurse calls off of, from our shift, we suspend them for five days. That means they're booked tomorrow double. We cancel that. We do not let people call out. Now, do I have call-offs? Every day. But we suspend that nurse for five days. Now, does that mean I'm inhuman? No, of course not. We'll have a nurse call me up and go, Tony, you do. I'm, I'm a cancer patient. I had my treatment yesterday. I don't feel bad. Oh, my God. Okay, and we fixed that. We override because we are human. But the problem is when our nurse calls out, there's nobody else coming. So it's like, okay, sweetie, don't take it if you're going to have your treatment today because I can't have you calling off because just like I need you staying home taking care of yourself because I'm a cancer patient. I was. I can't have no one coming. And we sell that message every day. That's why we're doing this, because there's nobody else coming, sweetie. There's nobody else coming. When Gail's nurse calls off, that patient's not getting fed till 3 o'clock tomorrow. And we're not going to do that. And you know what? I, I just ha- What we do every day, Gail, is remind the nurse, why did you become a nurse? You know, during COVID, it taught me a lot about human behavior. We had CNAs that make $12 an hour making $1,000 checks for staying home. Because we're staffed all over the United States. 
Mm-hmm. And guess what? I still had 800 people every day go to work. Those people could have stayed home and got five my checks because I had thousands of people that did. But those are true heroes that became a nurse because they're there to help people. They went to work during COVID in COVID facilities for 15 bucks an hour when they could have stayed home and got a thousand dollar unemployment check for staying home because they're nurses. They went to work taking care of people. That's why mm-hmm. you become a nurse. You didn't become yeah. a nurse to get rich. You became a nurse because you like to help people. And that's what Gail's about. So what Gail is, is a marketplace that allows that nurse who wants to work whenever she wants to work, work facilities that need help. It's just a marketplace, no different than Craigslist, no different Uber, no different Amazon. We're just a marketplace that allows, that facilitates nurses and facilities to connect instantly. And then we pay them daily. So I pay my nurses every single day, seven days a week, 365. So if you work for me today, I will pay you today. Pretty big deal. That is a huge deal. And especially like you mentioned earlier, like the, your average employee might be the single female 44-year-old mom. Getting paid every day is a big deal. It's a necessity. It's not that you want it. And see, we can, and the thing about it is this. So if I would go to work for your company today, when do I get my first full paycheck? Okay, maybe it could be two, three weeks. So you see any two, I can't go that way. So what Gail does, Gail can work with your, any facility in America and say, look, you can hire that person. I want you to. And then we'll pay her for the next three weeks daily for, and then she could gradually work onto your payroll where she can work every two weeks. My question to you is though, as a building, why do you pay your people every two weeks? And the only answer I can find is because that's just how we do it. And what I'm trying to tell everybody is you're going to change or you're going to lose that employee because that employee is going to go to work for Uber, going to go work for Shift, go work for Walmart at $12.50 an hour. Walmart pays people more frequently than every two weeks. So that nurse is not going to work for you anymore. Things have changed. So what we can do is we can partner with a building to pay their staff daily if they want to at no cost to the building. That is crazy. Why do you do that? Has to be done. That's what it takes. Don't want to do it. Just has to be done. That's what no. it takes. That's- I understand that the paying daily is, is a big deal, but you do it because that's what's necessary. But I know most agencies, when I've worked with agency, we identify a nurse we want to keep. It's a big deal. You know, we're stealing them and thou shall not hire from agency. And you, you have the opposite approach. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, listen, we're a million nurses short in the United States. All this is is musical chairs for everybody. So if you steal my nurse, you just, nobody's stealing anybody. I don't own these nurses. These people are, if that nurse wants to work at your building, maybe it's close to her house. Maybe she wants to work there. We don't own these nurses. We don't, nobody's stealing anybody. My God, if you, when you say that out loud, it's kind of racist. It's, you know, we shouldn't say that, that we're stealing bodies. Oh, well, they don't own them to start with. You know what I mean? So, we should look at it as we're here because those people need care. And I don't care if it's my employee, your employee, let's just get somebody there to take care of that person. Cause it is going to be us, man. That's the whole thing about this. You know, I only have so, one fear in my life and that is to end up in a facility with no care. What you just said and that policy that you have is the strongest indication that what you're saying is not lip service. There might be many people who will say other agencies or other technology agency companies or different things. They'll say, yeah, that's what we do. But if you want to take someone who's working for us, no, we have an agreement that's signed that they can't work for the facilities unless they go through us. And then we charge 10 grand if you want to hire them or something like that. And I've paid that amount to agencies. And But that agency has 100 employees. I hired 182 last week. 
So when you say hired, hired means like you onboarded them, like a Uber driver. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah. So the thing about our nurses is every nurse that works for our company has every credential at all times. So she's been drug tested. She's been background checked. She's been online tested. Most facilities don't online test. You'd be surprised. I mean, most facilities, because I staff literally 34 states. I have a couple thousand buildings we staff. If you've got a license and you pass a drug test, they'll hire you on the spot. Okay, well, we don't do that because I don't want that person taking care of my dad. So it's hard to work for us. We've had 85,000 nurses apply with Gail in the last four years since we launched the thing. We've hired 20. One in four nurses get to work for our company. And we make it hard for a reason. And people say, you can't do that. Yeah, we've done it. We're doing it every day. If you want to call out and be a problem, you're not working for Gail. Go work for somewhere else. But see, the problem is, like I was saying, is you're working for that small mom and pop agency that has 100 people. Don't take my staff. Take my staff. I mean, please come on. I'm gonna hire more. I mean, it's all good. I make money regardless. It's not like, oh my God, I'm gonna go out of business to take my nurse. I've got twenty thousand and eighty-eight people. And before we get off this call today, I'll hire more. We've got a staff of right now of about fifty recruiters hiring people all day, every day. And I can promise you, before I get off this call, we'll have more people hired than we did when we started this call. So let me ask you a question. I'm thinking <laughs> something interesting. Would you offer a service? Um, this is a business question, but also a, a nursing home question in general. Can you potentially, I mean, you have, you have this monstrous machine that's churning, you know, 24-7 of hiring nurses, filtering out ones that are not willing to step up to a certain level of responsibility, yep. background checks. It's like a gold mine, and you're willing to help a facility get onboarded, which means that if I'm an administrator, which I was, and I hired a yep. nurse, their concern is I want to work for you but I'm yeah. supposed to get paid or whatever, you know, my car payments do, and I can't wait three weeks. And so it says, well, we don't have the money. We can't afford it. And it might be right. true. Yeah. You'll actually help them, you know, they'll work for you for three weeks and then transition and, you know, sure. smooth that over. Yeah. So listen, I mean, we have to do a lot of different things to make solve this problem. And that's what Gail's trying to do. One thing we're trying to do to the facilities is look, again, like I was saying in the old days, because I've been doing this for 29 years, you know, you walk in a facility and they're using a clipboard and a piece of paper, and they're filling in names with a, you don't use pen, for God's sake, you use pencil because you're racing names all day long. Gail will license our software for the buildings to use so they can staff their own staff. Okay. And then if they don't need, if they, good, I hope they never use agency. But if they do, Gail's here to supplement that. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to solve this problem. We actually come to work every day. Our model is not to come to work to make money. Now, we make money. But that's a byproduct of what we're trying to do. And we're supposed to because I'm spending a fortune hiring nurses. We're going to spend $12 million in the next two years hiring nurses, $12 million. Because it costs me to, to drug test that. I have to front all the costs, drug test, background check, recruiting costs, advertising costs. I'm going to spend $12 million in the next two years hiring nurses. Well, I got to make a profit to be able to afford that. Okay. So we want to work with facilities. That facilities saying, look, staff these people, staff them. We'll pay them. We'll work with you. We'll, I mean, just, well, how do you do that? Well, we do a lot of volume and it works. And I hope one day before I die, my last breath is this problem's been solved. Well, so this try, too Hey, listen, just try me. Any facility you want to try me, reach out. We'll, we'll, that's the way that Gale Healthcare Solutions. Let us show you. We're here to help you. So let's say a facility reaches out to you. A facility says, our goal is simply, we want you to staff our building, but now with agency, we want you to help us hire our yeah. own people. You'll help yeah. them out. 
Absolutely, we will. Listen, there's a lot of times, like I was talking to a facility in Kansas a couple of weeks ago, and there's only like five buildings in that town, and they need two full-time nurses. I actually got a piece of paper right here. They need two full-time nurses right here. I was just talking to them. I said, well, you don't need two full-time people. What you need is 80 hours of care. Well, I did some research, and you have a dozen home health companies in that town. You had five other buildings in that town. I'm like, okay, between all that, I guarantee you I can find 80 hours of nursing care. It might be three or four people that work certain days of the week, right? You're, they're wanting two full-time people. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. And it might, it might one day, but today, let's just get 80 hours of care consistently. That might be one person who works every Tuesday at 11 or 7. That might be somebody who works a double Saturday. But let's get those same people. So we can get continuity of care. That's okay. We know how to do that. But let's go out into the marketplace and all those companies and find people that would want to work. See, I can't create more nurses. I wish I got I could. But what I can do is get more nurses to work more shifts. So I can go to all this area and I can find 80 hours of care on a consistent basis. I can do that. Mm -hmm. But we need technology to do that. So I don't, so that building should use our technology to book their staff. And then I can have 200 people picking up the shifts. Well, we want continuity of care. Well, I want a million dollars. I'm not going to get it. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, yeah. let's do what takes to solve this problem and then work building a building. Because listen, if you build a building that's never short-staffed, you'll have to pick a litter of all the good people that want to work in that market. But if you've got the same building with the same problems as everybody else, then why do I care? You don't care. Nobody cares. And guess what? I'm calling out today. It doesn't have to be this way. Well, it does. No, it doesn't. You know, it just doesn't. Well, maybe it does, and maybe I'm a fool for trying this. I just don't accept that this problem can't be solved. We're talking about driverless 18-wheelers. We're talking about driverless cars, and I'm just trying to get a nurse to show up 3 to 11 a day. Sounds pretty simple. Right. We're about drones delivering medicines and stuff, all kinds of cool things with technology. I'm just going to take 4.5 million nurses and register them on a technology platform, allow them to work whenever they want to work, and get paid the same day. Don't sound cool. too hard to do, really. It just you can't look at the problem the same way and do the same thing that's not worked in 29 years and think all of a sudden today it's going to start working. It maybe I just I'm not going to bet anything on that. Right, no, for sure. And you see over here one of the comments I put on the screen, but on the podcast they can't see it. But Marie Bates, who I know, thanks to Charmy and Marie, director of nurses. I wish more facilities would adopt a flexible staffing pattern. It really works. It does. It does work. It does work because. It does listen, work. If you're a single mom, which unfortunately most of these nurses are, or single dads, for God's sakes, mm -hmm. I've got childcare issues that pop up. I had one of the girls the other day, she got a phone call in the middle of the day, her son just broke his leg. Well, she's not working for the next couple of days. Or what I see mostly, if a nurse is at work, everything's fine. Oh my God, she loves her job. She's been there for everything's great. Life's great. And then somebody comes to her about 1.30 today and goes, hey, Mary Smith, yeah, you got to stand to a double. Betty called out. Well, I can't. My kid's getting off the school bus. Well, you're going to stay. Well, I can't. Well, no, you're gone. We don't have anybody else. Well, that's fine, but I can't stay today. I'll stay tomorrow because my mom can babysit tomorrow. But today, I've got to leave on time because my kid. And then they start arguing, and then they get fired. That nurse went to work today, and before five o'clock, she's already terminated because somebody else called out, and then they get a little. Everybody's just stressed out. Okay, well, what problem did that just solve? That actually just created a whole nother bigger problem. It should be, oh, you can't do it today? Okay, okay, well, 
Let's use Gail and get somebody else today. And you're still going to do a double tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, so but now, over the day, 311 not being short staffed. Now you're short staffed for 40 more hours. Listen, people, it ain't working. Let's change it. And then let's, you know why? Because I don't want my daughter, I don't want my wife, I don't want my mom to be a nurse working short staff every day. I'm going to say something, and I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to do it anyway. About a year ago, I'm in all these Facebook groups of nurses, okay? I don't ever talk. I just listen and read what they say. And a, a nurse made a post, and she said, who got the pee last night on 11 and 7 shift? Wow. 86 people responded. And I read all 86 responses. And guess what? Nobody went to the bathroom. So I came into work the next day, and I started asking my nurses. I said, do you get to pee at work? And everybody laughs, and nobody asked that, right? And I go, no, seriously. And then they go, no. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. These nurses are so, they can't. They're not drinking water. They can't. I mean, it's just, listen, we've got to solve this problem. And the building that does, guess what? They get all the good staff. So it's like, okay, let's just fix the problem. And then we don't have the problem every day. But what's happening every day, we trip over the same ripping the carpet. And every day we just, and then we're like, okay, well, let's just put a rug over. You know what I mean? Let's fix the problem. But what happens is everybody comes into work. There's a thousand other problems and the short staff is just one of them. So it's just a fire that keeps burning and no one wants to put it out. And I'm not saying we can put this out. In America, I live in, we can. And then people will want to be a nurse. They'll go to school. And so that's, that's what I'm getting me excited right now because I know we spoke offline and there's two problems here. One problem is there's an actual nursing shortage. There's just, if you add up all the numbers of nurses who can work and the number of hours needed, there's less nurses than hours needed. That's right. problem number one. Problem number two is even with the nurses that are willing and able to work, somehow the nursing homes cannot maintain a healthy census of staffing, and they're always struggling, spinning their wheels and trying new things, and nothing works. So your company has been extremely effective in problem number two. But what's getting me excited right now, and you just started saying, is that I genuinely think part of the reason why nurses don't want to work in nursing homes, not part of it, probably the biggest reason is not the pay, it's not the environment, it's not the workload. It is because like what you said, they can't go to the bathroom for an eight hour shift. They, many times nurses come over to me if I'm walking the halls and like, can you please check, double check, triple check if my if the next nurse is coming in? Because I right. cannot, absolutely not. This is the right. one time in six months I meet with my grandma right. and this is important to me. And I cannot stay. And sure enough, the person doesn't show up. And we spend the rest of the day splitting a shift, which is also not good, trying to get the 11 to 7 nurse to come in early so that she can get to dessert You know, at this event right. that she's looking for right. forever. How do you think she's going to care for the patients the next day? Not in a malicious way, but she's upset. And she should be. You know, It's not fair. It should not happen. But by changing their environment and, like, and having a more flexible staffing pattern, and having it done in a way where nurses actually can choose. You know, many times, every time I go into Uber, I speak to the driver about what it's like to be an Uber driver. There was a point once where I considered doing it just to make an extra few bucks. And there's right. you know, you have the flexibility, you have the immediate payment. And I go when I want to go. I don't want to work. I just shut off the app. Now, once you're in, pick up a shift by you know, in the facility, you got to show up, obviously. There's a level of responsibility. But at the end of the day, it completely changes the dynamic of the work environment. This is happening, people. And I got to tell everybody, look, you don't have to be the first building to use Gale. Just don't be the last. It, it, it's, it's coming. It's happening. It's, no, it's like, you know what? I've been doing this for so long. I remember when electronic medical records came about because it, it, everybody was using paper pencil. 
And I had nurses quit because they didn't want to learn the computer systems. And I used to say, because I have a computer background, I said, guys, this, this is not going away. You better learn it. Take classes. Let me help you. And I had nurses that quit because they didn't want to learn the computer systems. Electronic medical records did not go away. The Gale model of staffing is not going away. The daily pace of staffing is not going away. So embrace it. Be the first ones to help us. I had a building when we first started five years ago. She called me up. She said, Tony, can we met? I said, sure. I drove over to the building. I knew what was happening. She goes, can we talk about this Gale app? I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, do we have to use it? I said, no, ma'am, you don't. And she goes, oh, my God. Okay, well, great. I mean, that went better than I thought. I said, oh, okay, good. And we talked for about 45 minutes about everything. And then she handed me this piece of paper, about 100 open shifts. And she goes, can you start working on these? I said, oh, no, ma'am. She goes, why? I said, you said you're not going to use the app. She goes, you said I didn't have to. You don't have to. She goes, but I said, but if you want me to fill these shifts, you have to use the app. She goes, oh, well, you know what I meant. I said, well, let me ask you a question. What's the problem with the app? We don't get all our shifts filled. I said, sweetie, I've staffed this building for 20 years. You've never gotten all your shifts filled. I literally have staffed that building for 20 years. Wow. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if you call me and ask me for a nurse 311, do you care if I open the door and yell, hey, Barbara, do you want to work 311? Do you care? <laughs> do you care if I text them? Do you care if I write them a letter? Hey, Barbara, do you want to work Saturday? Check one yes or no and mail it to them. Do you care if I email them? Do you care if I call them? Do you care how, why do you care how I communicate with nurse? Well, I don't. Well, at the time, I only had 450 nurses in my system. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I can only manage 100 people. So what I've got to do is go back and fire 300 nurses. But you just said you're not getting all your shifts filled. So what I need to do is go back to work and hire another 300 nurses, not fire 300 nurses, because it seems like we need more nurses, not less nurses. She goes, you're right. I said, so why do you care if I page, text, email, how I communicate. This is just technology. No different if I paid somebody with a pager. It's just a new form of paging somebody. It's a new form of communication. I remember staffing with no cell phones. We didn't even have a cell phone. Not I didn't have one. Nobody had one. We had a roll of quarters and had to find a payphone and call people, for God's sake. That's how much I know. I wow. remember when we got answer machines. Oh, that was a big deal. I remember when we didn't have call waiting. That was a big deal. So this is just another next form of no different call waiting, for God's sake, right? What I'm saying is this, technology is changing. Embrace it. Just like we did answer machines and emails, an app technology is just the next staff. It's not the competitor. You're not short staffed because of my agencies here. You're not short staffed because I created Gale. You're short staffed for a thousand reasons. Let's address them one at a time and your building won't have to be. That's what I'm saying. Stop choosing to work short. You do not have to. Awesome. Awesome. So. Obviously, you guys are doing an awesome job embracing this technology. You, you have 20,000 plus employees working for you. So obviously, there are people who are embracing the model and, you know, and it's working well for them. And like we had a comment earlier that there are some facilities that are trying some of the elements. I mean, you really have like, you know, you have the Grand Slam system, even some of the more flexible staffing, you know, some facilities are starting to adopt. And this is something which is so unique, you know, to staffing agencies, which you're not, because you're a healthcare solution company, but right. you're actually helping them solve their problems internally, even if it means they're not using your staff and you're happy to do so. Where do you think the, the industry is going now as a whole? Like, what do you think it's going to look like? Okay, so this is what I was on a phone call with the federal government about six weeks ago, and this is what they're saying, and this is true, and I see it all around me. 
in the next seven to eight years, it's going to be a switch in our whole economy. And it's going to go right now, they call it W2 economy. And there's in the next seven to eight years, it's going to switch. And they're projecting 87 million workers will be in a gig economy. And then it'll be more people in the gig economy than a W-2 employees. That means you get paid every two weeks. If you do the math, that's 34,000 people every day are going to switch from working Monday through Friday, nine to five, because that's where I have to go to work, to working whenever I want to work, as long as I get my hours in and get paid when I want to get paid. It's happening. That's what I'm saying. Do not be the last person to do this. It's like, okay, we offered health insurance. Well, now everybody has health insurance. We give you... It's just, this is going to be the next benefit that's coming, just like two weeks vacation was 100 years ago. No one got it. Now everybody gets it. It's just, it's a given. We do have dental insurance, don't have dental. It's just, this is the next progression. In the next seven or eight years, more people will be working when they want to work compared to when they're, you will work Monday through Friday, nine to five. Well, I can't. Okay. Well, and also in the healthcare industry, you have a lot of people in school. Well, I've got classes. I've got exams. I will work this week 40 hours. I just can't do it because I've got school money. I'll, I'll do a double Saturday and Sunday this week because next week I have to exam. We have to have that flexibility. The only way you can do that is through technology. Okay, technology. Like you said, that building that has, you know, the owner owns all these buildings. A lot of times they have multiple buildings in the market. Okay, let's share technology between buildings and work up. And you can coordinate all this through technology. Trying to do it manually, you can manage 100 people. I did it. You can't manage 20,088 people manually. I can't manage 400 people manually. You can through technology. My technology right now, I could handle 200,000 people. 20,000 people. That's what the building have to look at the problem and say, okay, let's look at the problem differently. And there's a different answer. The answer is yes. And what I would like for everybody to do is find out. Call, contact Gail. Let us help you. One, every building is going to be a little different. Some buildings are going to need a lot of, a lot of outside. Of Sometimes they don't. Maybe it's just a matter of let's get daily pay in all these buildings. It's coming because if not, you're going to lose your employees to Uber. You're going to lose your employees to now what's going to happen? Who's going to take care of anybody? Now what? Robots? Robots are going to take care of my father. My God. So we have to save this industry. It's not my building against your building. No, it's about the industry against Walmart, the industry against Uber, Shift. People, this is not as hard as we make it. It's just we're not focused on the same solution. And this is really black and white, problem, solution. The problem is, okay, think about it this way, okay, And because I, I can do this all day. The problem is this. We have to get people working more. I can't create more. Now, that's another problem we can solve. So let's get more people working more shifts. And I can do that with technology and daily pay. And I can only do daily pay through technology. This all goes by technology. And let that nurse work one day a week, every Saturday, let her. Okay, great. Hey, God bless you. Maybe she'll go to two or three days a week. But that's not, well, we don't want to hire you because I got, I'm looking for somebody full-time. Okay, maybe that is full-time for her now, right now, for the next quarter, next three or four weeks. And she loves it because you've got a great work environment. She never works short staff. And maybe she starts working more often. Right now, the building goes, we don't want you. We're going to keep looking for somebody full-time. Good luck. Because you've been looking for somebody full-time for the last two or three years. It's not happened. Why is it going to happen next week? It's not. People mm -hmm. need to fix this. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. This, is really, this is really fascinating. More, it's a refreshing new outlook to a very old industry problem. And you're right. We keep on trying to resolve it in the same ways that have never worked in the past. And something they say, yeah, I think it was 
Einstein or somebody says a fool does the same thing, expects a different result. And that's what's happening right now. We're doing the same thing and thinking it's one day it's going to come together. No, it's, this is it. This is the this is the solution for what we've been doing. It doesn't work. It's never going to work. So let's right. try something else. Maybe this will work. Call me in five years. But at least we're going to try to do something differently. And right now it's working. So we're just going to double down on this. Yeah, yeah. That's the definition of insanity, right? Is when you right. try to get a different result from the same input. And the other point just uh, that you brought up also is that just to be clear that the fact that the economy is switching to a gig economy doesn't mean everyone's opening up their own Gale app and their own Walmart and their own Target. Right. It means the employees that are making the middle class or cold, whatever you want, the people who, ha- who are working for other people, they don't want to run their own business. They want to earn money by providing a service. But instead of getting paid you know, every two weeks on a W-2, I'll work when I want. And I've spoken to people who work this way. And you know what? I'm one of them. And you know, and I'm trying to grow this right. business more to where you guys are. But the point is, that's what 12 hours a day. You know, their old job, they only work six hours a day. But you know, they love every second of it because they're right. driving in neighborhoods that they like to. They're meeting different people. Right. They are building businesses in the car. A lot of them are, you know, they're keeping track of, you know, passengers and they're doing stuff. They're living, they're writing their own script. There's no rule that you you're brought into this world and then you have to fit into a slot because the slots are not, it's not comfortable. Anyway. All right. We could go on forever, uh, but we can't. So let's just, before we wrap up, if people want to learn more about you or specifically about the company, if they want to sign up or where's the best place to send them to learn more. Well, I go to our website. I mean, please reach out to me, Tony Browswell at you know, usegale.com. Gail, we're all over the internet. We're everywhere. I mean, we're easy to find. Trust me. That's how nurses come to us every day. Try us. Find out if I'm, you know, if I can deliver or not. We can. I'm not a magician. I'm not going to come in tomorrow and staff you 100%. Some buildings we do. You know, it takes a few weeks to get a, a good staff of people. And there's a lot behind the scenes that has to happen. But, you know, we're here to help your building be 100% staff. So your patients. Never go without care, and your staff never works short. That's what we all should be working towards. And what that allows you to do now is focus on giving good care to your building and not sitting there playing a house of cards of staffing every day. That's what's happening every day. And what a waste of energy is happening every day. Yeah, how many do you, Marie, if you're still listening, you might be able to relate to spend the bulk of their day staffing. Well, let me just tell you. Oh. So I had a phone call one time when we first started that that same DON that said that she has to use Gail that uses it every day. And I'm not going to tell you how much she uses it. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, she called me one Sunday at 1101. I know that because we're on our way to church and my wife's yelling because we're running late. And she goes, the state, she called myself and she said, the state just walked in and we need everybody's TB test. It's been here the last 90 days on a Sunday morning. I said, it's on your phone, on your phone. You have everybody's information on your phone at all times. And she goes, oh, my God. And she hung up. I never heard another word from Because every credential for every person is on your cell phone at all times. I mean, wow. that's a game changer. You can't work if your TB test is expired. You can't work. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, so it's just how it works. Here we go. So just so we have a response here, because I mentioned Marie before. I say how much of her time is spent staffing hours every day full-time plus it's true yeah. I mean, it's really the truth but anyways wrapping this up thank you so much tony for coming on the show i mean that was really my pleasure thank you yeah well, let me show I mean, you. 
Okay, so we could go to so usegale.com. Is that the website? Usegale.com. And we said right. use Gale. We want you to use Gale because now what happens is people go, why don't you use Gale? So it's use Gale, G-A-L-E, use Gale.com. Gale.com. Yeah. And, and as Tony said, don't choose to work short. And yes, it's Stop. a choice. It's a difficult choice, but don't choose to do so. Right. So again, so thank you, Tony, for coming on the Nursing Home Podcast. I really appreciate everything that you've shared. For those who are listening now for the first time, or just a reminder, you might see on the bottom of your screen as well. You can see this podcast will be available soon on the Nursing Home Podcast at the nursinghomepodcast.com, as well as all of our past episodes are there. So this is actually episode number 51. So last time was the big five zero. That was Eric who checked in before. This is the big five one. And you're taking us on for the second half of our, you know, of our first hundred. So thank you again, Tony. It's really been a pleasure. My pleasure, guys. Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know What an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.